Buzz NBA Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Fuzz. It is Sunday, the seventeenth of November. It's Michael Keith, and it's what's left of Byron James. How are you today, Byron? I've been better. I'm not going to lie. I'm shaky. I'm pale. I threw up everywhere this morning. Yeah, you uncharacteristically drank some orange juice last night. I drank orange juice 17 years ago, which I threw up this morning. Um, my wife hates me. I found a random bike at the front yard. I don't know how I got home. I've been better. Well, I'm just blaming it all on the orange juice and not the copious amounts of alcohol that you probably consumed last night. You best believe it! <laughs> Today on this episode, it's the real deal versus the real concern. Or aka, it's Michael Keith versus Byron James. That's it, Michael. Either the cracks are starting to show or teams are starting to glow. Did you just come up with that right then? Yeah, That was pretty fucking impressive. Thank you, Michael. We're going to touch on Andrew Wiggins. Oh, they have some topics. We're going to touch on Ben Ben Summons' early struggles. The Boston Celtics, are they the real deal? Are the Lakers the real deal? You best believe it. I'm not so sure about that. Aaron Bain's sons, the fucking Portland Carmella Trailblazers, all of some more on this episode of The Fuzz. I'm fucked. They give it to Washington. Graham goes back to Graham, puts up a three. Oh, it's good! It's good! And Toronto takes the lead with 2.1 remaining. Well, we were going to have this a little bit more structured than it's probably going to end up being because you're hungover as all hell. <laughs> oh, I do, yeah. Just let it, <laughs> let it take its due course, eh? Um, but what I was thinking we could do is basically just sort of, you know, there are some things that are obviously not necessarily real concern just because they're not the real deal. Mm. <clears throat> Like Boston, for instance. Okay, so we're like 12 or 13 games in. At the moment, the Celtics, they've got the best turnover rate in the league. As in, they turn it over the least. <laughs> They've uh, got the best rated offense and the ninth best rated defense. the best defense. rated offense? As of today, they do, yeah. Wow. And the ninth best rated defense. Per well, they per- are firing on all the cylinders, the Celtics. I didn't foresee them having this kind of a start. And... To be honest with you, I didn't even have them in my top four in the East. No. So they were really surpassing my expectations. But um, the Kemba Walker fits looked awesome. Um, Tatum and Brown have really stepped up. Um, Hayward was looking like Hayward of old until he fucking injured himself. So yeah. that was a bit of a shame. But so, so to call them the real deal, I guess what we're saying is like uh, they're competing for a championship this year. That's how good they are. Are, yeah. they, are they that good? They're a piece away. So you still... I reckon they're a bit light on in the front court still. It's almost like... If they still had Al Horford and the pieces that they have now, I reckon they could be a championship caliber team. Or Aaron Baines. Oh, fucking oath. They had him for like six million. I know. Yeah, look, but it's saying that Robert Williams has been really good Mm. as well. So, But then he would have been there anyway. Mm. Ennis Kanner hasn't been bad. I don't know. It's it's funny. The Celtics to me like are almost like... They are like that 67-win team that everyone predicted... It's just happening now. Yeah. And it makes me wonder how much, you know, Kyrie Irving really did fuck all that up. Yeah. I think that combined with Hayward's injury, mm. Hayward finally actually looks more like himself. I know he's injured now again. Yeah. But before he... But the thing is, they haven't lost a step since he's been out either. Mm. Mm. Brown and Tatum are both awesome. Yeah. So Brown and Tatum are both averaging about 20 points a game each. Yeah, that's awesome. They're averaging about eight rebounds-ish each. Yeah. Kimber Walker is just... He's pretty much picking up right where Kyrie Irving left off. He yeah. averages about 26, 27 points a game, six assists. Um, yeah, obviously his defense 
is always going to be an issue, but at, at the same time, as a team, they're still... Yeah, you've got guys around him that are picking up the well, pieces. Yeah, you've got guys like Marcus Smart, who's just playing out of his mm. fucking skin, man. Yeah. Yeah. His three-point um, shooting has just gone to a new level. 40-something? About 38%, which yeah, he was 36% solid. last year. Yeah. So you saw oh, it's only marginally improved, but the volume has increased. So he took about four a game last year. He's taken about six a game this year. Yeah. So that's something. That's, you know, Marcus Smart is like your ultimate 3 and D guy. Yeah. And he's on a team-friendly contract. The only thing that I see about, you know, you hear about they're a piece away, right? Just to trade for that piece, Marcus Smart constantly comes up because his salary... It's just the perfect thing that you could attach so you to friendly, yeah. an asset to get a salary back that would... Whereas I still lean towards trading Gordon Haywood if I'm them. Mm. Well, it's either Haywood or Brown. But you can't really trade Brown because you just extended him. Yeah. You're obviously going to keep Tatum. Are you? Like, would you trade Tatum instead of and keep Haywood and Brown? I don't think so. Most Celtics fans wouldn't. It just depends on what you're getting in return. Mate, Celtics fans will be asking a high price tag for Tatum. I don't think there's a piece out there that's worth them trading Tatum for. Yeah, it's, I agree. You know, it's not like Anthony Davis is available. Mm. Yeah, but that's what it would take for Boston to give up someone like Jason yeah. Tatum. So I think we're probably started off with something that we're both in agreement that the Celtics I totally are the agree, re- they are the real yeah. deal. They're out from the East. I wonder if we should have even had them in this segment because <clears throat> it's not even really a debate, is it? Mate, you got to bring them up. Yeah, they've surpassed both our expectations and most people's expectations. So they're looking awesome. Do we want to get into the meat of it? There's one where we basically, there's one major one where we disagree slightly. I just don't understand how you would ever disagree with this though. Okay, we're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. The real deal, baby. I told you so. I've still got real concerns. Joe Borelli, Michael Keefe. I told you so. Yeah. So you've you had them in fourth place in your standings in the West, and you guys laughed at me. Yeah, you scoffed. I had him. I had him out of the eight. Yeah, and like I said, the last time we did a podcast, I'm feeling less confident in having them out of the eight. I am. Yeah, but I still. That was that was two games in the last podcast. But, we did. but all the the areas that I was concerned about, I'm still concerned about. And what's that? An injury to either LeBron or AD? Just LeBron. Yeah. So yeah, like basically, when you look at their, you analyze their stats. LeBron is playing at an MVP level right now. He is. I told you this. So you're concerned about the load management on LeBron James? Yeah, I don't know if he can keep this up. He's playing, like, defensively as well. Yeah, he's LeBron James. That's yeah. what he does, mate. <laughs> he does it year in and year out. Yeah, but he's old. I know. Okay, but so... He's defying age. Here's the thing, right? With LeBron James off the floor, mm. the Lakers have an offensive rating of 90 points per 100 possession. So to put that into context, the worst team in the league right now <clears throat> is the Knicks, mm. and they score at 100 points per 100 possession. So they're 10 points worse off than the Knicks every minute that LeBron James doesn't play. Mm. With Anthony Davis on the floor and LeBron James off the floor, they've got a negative net rating. Actually, with Anthony Davis on the floor mm. and LeBron on the floor... Anthony Davis has a, net, a negative net rating. He's Imagine if they can sort a bit of this out, though. They're still the best team in the Western Conference. I just think they've had an easy schedule. And they I know have had an easy schedule. I, people, but look, they're winning games that they should be winning. You know, they're beating those teams that they yeah, should be beating. And that's, that's true. That's what makes a team great, you know, and, yeah. and gives them a good regular season record. It's like 
Lakers couldn't close out these games last season. The games they should have been winning, they weren't winning. So it's good. I mean, you can say they've had an easy schedule, but like they're winning the games they should be winning. That's true. I, yeah, I can't take that away from them. They're yeah. actually winning. But, okay, so the thing so, the thing for me is it's just so, they're so reliant on LeBron. Like, yeah. Anthony Davis, bit by bit, is becoming Kevin Love 2.0, mm. Chris Bosh 2.0. Mm. I'd say more Chris Bosh 2.0 because he's it's still amazing the way, really good indeed. It's amazing the way Biggs sort of regress under LeBron somewhat. You know what I mean? Like, as you say, Chris Bosh was like, he was amazing before. I mean, he was amazing with Pete. He played a role perfectly, as did Kevin Love. But these guys were like perennial all-stars, you know. They were the star of their teams and stuff yeah. before. It's just funny the way that they just sort of slot under. Yeah, like, <clears throat> when you look at the raw numbers, Davis's averages look good. Like, he's averaging like 26 points a game, mm. 13 rebounds, a couple of yeah, blocks. Couple of blocks yeah, and And still three or four assists as well. Yeah. So he's doing... He's good, right? But the thing is when you just look at the last couple of games and maybe it's to do a little bit with Anthony Davis's injury mm. like the shoulder that he's carrying mm. around a little yeah, bit it's definitely something but he is regressing and LeBron is like so clearly and so evidently the number one guy on this team yeah. oh, and yeah. it's so funny that that interview came out the other day about how you know LeBron told AD this is your team yada 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 <laughs> I feel like LeBron's saying all this stuff yeah but but he also wants to show who's boss like yeah and rank. there was a little bit of rumor going on about the game yesterday with the kings that lebron and ad had a little tiff oh, i've seen your tweet eh? you conspiracy michael oh, i'm telling you did you see the body language <laughs> after the last block yeah yeah Andy davis wins the game with a block yeah the lakers they don't even celebrate like they don't even high five because they're used to winning now <laughs> lebron and ad turn to each other yeah and they Instead of embracing or giving a high five or whatever, and this is just after the game winning block, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. just after it, they just walk the other way. They just walk the opposite way. There's rumor that it was Le- interesting. There's rumor that LeBron said that they were having a heated argument in the fourth quarter. There's some footage out there of them two basically going back and forth at each other. Yeah, right. And someone close to the court said that what LeBron told him was like, basically, this is my team. Like you can. Really? Shut, you can shut the fuck up and get what you get. This is my team. LeBron used that word, and that's what no that's way. what really pissed off Anthony Davis. He said, "This is my team." That's heavy. There's no reason for those guys to have bad chemistry at the moment. Like things are well. AD was going good. Yeah. You know? The offense doesn't run through him at all. Yeah. In the fourth quarter, especially. Mm. Don't fix what's not broken. It's working. The thing is, here's the thing with the Lakers: is their defense is what's actually keeping them in games and propelling them so they've got mm. the best rated defense in the league yeah i think they're like 12th in offense yeah they're 12th in offense and lebron james is a plus 22 net mm. rating in offense offensive <sighs> rating that's epic yeah so he's uh, he's carrying them so much man yeah like so here's the thing is like so okay so i agree there is concern if lebron goes down apart from that the way they are constructed and the way i still think they're a piece away from being a true championship contender it wouldn't surprise me if they end up having the best record in the West, but I don't think... I think they're a piece away from being a, a championship contender. Really, Kuzma hasn't... I mean, it's early It's early days, and, and the past couple of games, he's looked heats better, but Kuzma definitely hasn't taken that next step, I don't reckon. No, but he's, you know, 
he's only played like what six or seven six games. games. Yeah, he looks good. I, I must admit, like he's a nice little offensive spark. Yeah. Um, now the main concern is for me is that with just when you just have Anthony Davis mm. and the rest of the guys, the pieces on that team, it doesn't really fit or work. And maybe we need to see a little bit more Rondo and AD. Maybe that would work a bit better, mm. but. I was thinking... Rondo and AD worked well in New Orleans yeah. for, that, for that season. Yeah. So yeah. I think for them to... But they had Drew Holiday as well. Yeah. I think, for, I think for the Lakers to be like a true title contender, Anthony Davis needs to be able to carry the team hmm. somewhat. And he just... At hmm. the moment, he can't. He isn't. Yeah. When LeBron sits, it's just an absolute train wreck. Yeah. Even with Davis on. Hmm. So that's my biggest concern. And I just don't know how long they can... How long LeBron can play at this level for. Hmm. It's almost like he's playing right now the way he normally plays with about a month to go to the playoffs where he starts to ramp up. Yeah. It's like he's ramped up early. Yeah. I just don't know if he can keep it up. He wants an MVP season. Yeah. If he can and he does, then yeah. But the thing, the other thing is we've seen teams like this before in Cleveland where they just wholly and solely rely around LeBron James. Mm. And um, in the playoffs at the East, he was able to get through that. But then he came again in the finals and there was always some team that was just able to expose. It was always some team. It was the Warriors. Mm. <laughs> this year, he doesn't have to play a team like that. Yeah. There's no team that are just completely that, stacked. Yeah. But yeah. in saying that, the Clippers could be like a, be able to overmatch them pretty, yeah. pretty well. Definitely. So maybe they get lucky and they don't have to come up against the Clippers. Maybe the Rockets could beat the Clippers or something like that. I don't mm. know. It's going to be... An awesome, I really hope that you know LeBron and AD don't fight yeah and stay healthy and stay healthy and they just get through it and stuff like that. I, I want to see even though like I'm not the sort of person that cares about my predictions over seeing good basketball and seeing yeah yeah like I want to see the Lakers do awesome and just prove me wrong yeah do you know what I mean that's what I want hey what more do they need to do they're 10 and 2 yeah they are a defensive juggernaut thing is with Lakers too is like they've been having these sort of slow starts but then their defense is just wearing teams down like you can just see them pull away in the third and and the fourth quarter they're just pulling away and yeah who would have thought mate Dwight Howard Avery Bradley these wash guys just they're coming good yeah it's so early in the season Avery Bradley's already got a handline fracture in his leg Mm, he's out three weeks I don't know, man. I still have the same concerns. Mm. They're winning, but the way they're winning is LeBron is just fully wound back the clock. Yeah. Yeah, That's how they're winning. Yeah. So as soon as he regresses to sort of just a normal level of play, Mm. where he doesn't put so much effort into every possession on defense. Look, if he can keep this up the whole year, it'll be so amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I know I've joked about this before, but he's got to be on PEDs. Like, he's just got to be. And so is Dwight, probably. They're just testing all these guys like DeAndre Ayton, yeah, Dion well, it's Waiters, funny and John Collins, but mate, they're not touching the stars. No, well, they don't, really. Generally speaking, like, the veteran players get tested heaps less. Mm. I think they're... Potentially, each player can get tested, I think it's three times a season. Mm. And then again in the playoffs, maybe. But what happens is the veteran players get tested only once every couple of years so I, my theory is that someone like LeBron has people that let him know if he's going to get tested mm, bit of notice yeah I think that he gets notice I think that yeah that's my theory anyway <laughs> conspiracy Keith I like it yeah 
Moving on. Do you want to do a real concern? Okay. Well, that, I just did one, but yeah. Yes. That were your real deal, though. You didn't really make <laughs> much of a case for why you think they're the real deal. Oh, you oh, did kind of. That just speaks for itself. Just that they're winning and LeBron's good. Yeah. All right. That's all, that's all that they need. Real concern. The Carmelo Anthony led Portland Trailblazers. Yeah. Four and eight, looking shit. <laughs> Do we need to say any more about them? <laughs> I don't know. Dame Lillard has actually been playing really good basketball, but yeah. they've been losing some doozies. Yeah, well, they're so thin in the bigs department. Mm. You know, going into it, everyone was already concerned about Whiteside. Uh, and roster depth. All, yeah, all of us said when we had them, we were like, oh, we're putting them in the eight, but it's only because they make it every year. And Yeah. But we all mentioned how concerned we were about Whiteside. Yeah, and, and he, Zach Collins has hurt him too. Yeah. The loss of Zach Collins. Um, yeah. They lost a lot of pieces from last year's team. Harkless, who else? Le- Leonard. Leonard. They were players that were playing a good role in their rotation. And now it's just sometimes it's just the little things. You know, a couple of players mm. that, you know, don't really jump out, but they're just good system players. Um, can really affect the teams. And so I think about, that's what we're seeing in Portland. What about Mello? Look, I'm, I think it's funny. <laughs> and I'm happy to watch Carmelo Anthony just jack up shots. But I don't think it fucking helps him in, in the least. I'm just imagining how bad their defense is going to be like with some of those lineups. With Lillard, McCollum, Carmelo, Whiteside. Oh, yeah. I don't even know who else the other players Oh, it's going to be a train wreck. Yeah. Their defense is already bad. It's already bad. It's just going to get worse. Look, I don't know. I'm hoping Carmelo Anthony has been at home watching Dwight Howard just getting so fucking jealous going, he's resurging. I I can do this. You know what I mean? Like Dwight has happily accepted a role and he's playing that. And that's something he's never been able to do is go, look, I'm just going to buy into, you know, playing a role. I'm not going to try and be the fucking man. That's what Carmelo Anthony needs to do. He's a good basketball player. He just needs to buy into uh, what the they need him th- the for. The thing is, Dwight is good at the role mm. that he's bought into. And he always was. And he always could have been good at that role. Yeah. But his problem was he, ne- he would never buy into just that. Yeah. Whereas Melo's role is what he does. It's just that he's not good at what he does anymore. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Do you, you know what I mean? Like in, in OKC, he was doing the right things. He was taking open threes. Mm. But he just was shooting at an absolute That's abysmal bad clip. clip. Yeah. Um, then where did he go after that? Um, he had a little stint somewhere, didn't he? After OKC. Houston. Yeah, Houston. That's right. And that whole thing was bad. Yeah, you that think was it, bad. If he was going to fit anywhere, it would have been the Rockets. His numbers at Houston were good, but the team was yeah. Yeah, they the, used the him eye, as a scapegoat. The eye test and shit was yeah. They used didn't escape, check out scapegoat. They used him as a scapegoat. So, so yeah, look, I'm I had Portland out of my eight. I had them, I think, just missing out. And um, your predictions are looking good. They're looking good, mate. I know my shit. That's what I do. Yeah, your your <laughs> predictions are definitely um, like some of my predictions for the top eight are looking pretty bad. Like I had um, the Nets at three. They're yeah. looking like a lottery team. Look, should we should we just go to the Nets right now? Because they were a part of my real concern. Look, and it sucks. I mean, Karis Levert's out for six weeks now. But I just don't understand how a team that is essentially the same team from last season with Kyrie Irving can be struggling. But they were so good last season. And you're basically just swapping D-Russ for Kyrie Irving. Yeah, to be honest, the Nets, are, they're winning first halves. Mm. They just can't keep the leads of these games. So... I don't know if I'm concerned about them. 
Mm. I don't know if I'm going to say that they're the real deal. Like, I was super high on them coming into the season. Kyrie's on-board possession is through the roof. Yeah. And I think that needs to change. He's still got a negative, net, slightly a negative net rating per 100 possessions. Mm. He's playing well. Yeah. But I think that, yeah, the team is definitely, there's definitely some weird stuff going on there. What do you think Kevin Durant's thinking as he's sort of watching this? Like, Well, that's what I was going to say is like, if you, you we could go real big picture with the Nets mm. and so and say like the real concern could be like even bigger big picture. Yeah. Because they went and signed Durant and Kyrie. And like I mean, anyone would say that's just epic. You guys have yeah. just done it. You yeah. fucking landed the big time. Yep. But the team looks kinda shitty. Mm. I was thinking they'd look a lot better. Yeah. Kyrie looks good, but some of these issues that People talked about in Boston. I don't. I don't think I believed it necessarily. I think I blamed mm. other things. You're always going to defend Kyrie, mate. No, I will. But I'll, at the same time, I'll sort of call what I see. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I'm starting to see some of that stuff. Mm. Just in the sense of the team chemistry and the camaraderie and stuff like that. Like mm. some of the way, some of the body language that Kyrie uses, the way he pushes around his teammates, and yeah. And he hasn't really won anything on his own. Like, mm. he, LeBron carried that Cavs team. Oh, yeah. 100. And then in Boston, he had a good season the first year, but then he got injured, and then they almost got to the finals without him. <clears throat> yeah. And then he came back, and it all went to shit. Yeah. So the deck is starting to stack mm. pretty heavily against him. Yeah. He's got a lot to prove. Yeah. And the thing is, Durant's coming back mm. next year off... An Achilles injury that looked pretty <laughs> severe and hectic. Yeah, well, it was, yeah. And he's seven foot tall. Mm. He's on the other side of 30. Like, there's every chance that he's just not. I have no concerns for KD, to be honest. If he's, just got- that, he's just that much of a good player and that good a shooter that, even if he's 75% of the player he used to be, he's still a top 10 player. He's that fucking good. If he's 75% of what he used to be, and the league sort of stays somewhat the same. Yeah. Next year could be really, really good, like really competitive. Yeah. I it, don't really it, have concerns. Actually, with KD. even if he's hundred percent of what he used to be, it's not like the Brooklyn Nets are going to be title mm. favorites. Mm. Because how good was he at OKC, and he couldn't get it done there? The only, the only time he's ever got it done was when you put him on. Look, top that, of that OKC team. team with Durant, Harden, and Westbrook—they overachieved getting to the finals. They were a young team. Dude, they were playing against some epic team. Like, you know, the Spurs, Dynasty, the Lakers were good back then. That was like... And the Mavs, like, they came yeah. up against some epic teams and they knocked them off. Like, they overachieved, so... <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I think that, like, Harden and Durant and then Westbrook, if those three had to stay together, I think that would have been, been... titles. It would have been... Yeah, it would have been not pretty one, much... Not one, not two. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, where are we? Brooklyn Nets. Real deal or real concern? I've got concern they're not even going to make the top eight. That's my concern. Yeah, so you've got short-term concern. My real concern is Kyrie Irving. Just the way um, <clears throat> the way things are trending with Kyrie. That's the real concern for me. Because yeah. I love Kyrie as much as the next I've guy. got real concern for Kyrie too. Yeah, I think that's my, my main concern. Moving right along. The real deal. Phoenix Suns, baby. You reckon they're the real deal? They're, they're epic compared to what I thought they were going to be. But do you I think, thought they were going to be the biggest dumpster fire ever. But do you think that what's happening to start this season yeah. in Phoenix mm-hmm. is sustainable and they're going to end up being a... Like a do you con- think Aaron Baines com- is going to be shooting 55% from three at the end of the season? No. 
Monty Williams is a good coach. Yeah. Man, that starting five has a craziest net rating. Yeah. They're like, good. how is Ricky Rubio, Aaron Baines, Dario Saric, Frank Kaminsky, and who's... I'm missing some. Oh, Booker. Booker. Yeah. Man, they're on fire, those guys. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Baines, most improved player. Let's have it. It's just... Aaron Banger Baines! It's just Carson, early. if you're listening, I hope you bought that Bangers jersey, Matt. It's just early. I wouldn't call them the real deal yet. Mm. I don't think they're making the playoffs in the West. It's just... If they don't make the playoffs from where they are now, that'll be a monumental failure from where they are now. Dude, they're the Phoenix Suns. They yeah, are, but the way that they've started this, this season... This is... Yeah. So what do you think's going to regress? This what, could be funny. We could be laughing at ourselves in two weeks. Just even bringing them up. Yeah. As a real deal. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm that's saying. That's the beauty of this. I don't think they're the real deal. Yeah. I fucking hope they are. Is, is, I thought they were going to be an absolute dumpster fire, so they've shocked me, man. Here's the things that, that I think will regress... Baines is going to be starting... He's going to like, come back to planet Earth? No, no. Well, people are going to actually start respecting the three-point shot. Mm. A, a lot of what's happened earlier in the season is people are giving him that open look because mm. he's Aaron Baines. Yeah. And they're like, surely this is the game that he stops shooting 50% from three. Nope. But from what I've seen... <laughs> yeah, from what I've seen, he's going to keep shooting at that clip if he's wide open like that. Yeah. So I think people are going to start defending him. It's like, not Sean Marion, but it's a pretty ugly shot, eh? It takes a long time to release. <laughs> yeah. And it's way less accurate. like ac- one foot out front. Like, yeah. Oh, mate, I love him. It's way less like, accurate. It's way less accurate when people actually uh, do defend him. It. Yeah. Like as if he's Kevin Love or something. Mm. They're going to... In the Philly game in particular, he was... How old's Baines? 27? No, he's like 30... Uh, Are you serious? He's over 30? Or 33 or something like that? No. Yeah. Siri... You shit can't. <laughs> Didn't even work. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, you're right. He's 32. <laughs> shit me. Yeah. But as, he, a, as a 32-year-old, everyone most improved player. I'm not sure. He'd be the oldest most improved player of all time, surely. So the thing about Phoenix is their offense is really good. Devin Booker's good. They're fourth in net rating in offense. Mm. It's nice to see Devin Booker have some guys that are competent NBA players around him. Yeah. And so I think that the reason why I'm concerned mm. is that I think that some of that stuff that's making them so good on offense is going to regress. Namely, people are going to start defending the Aaron Baines pick and pop. Yeah. With a bit of respect. Kaminsky will come back down to planet Earth. His shot's been wet. Yeah. Booker, I think, is a legitimate... Oh, he's an offensive weapon. He's a legitimate player. Yeah, he's legit. But... He's an all-star this The season. other thing that's going to really muck them up and the main reason why I don't think they're the real deal is because they've still got DeAndre Ayton. He's going to come back, like, not soon, but he's going to come back when he comes back. He was suspended for 25 games. It's probably been mm. already, like, 10. Mm. So or so, that, what are you saying? He's going to fuck it all up. Because it's the reason why they're playing so well. Like, unless they bring him off the bench. Mm. But why they not? can't bring him off the bench. He's, like, the number one pick. If they're competing for a spot in the playoffs, they'll be bringing him off the bench. Oh, man, that's just... And he was playing kind of well too, but then he was yeah. on the juice, so it's hard to say. But <laughs> he's the style of game that he plays. You can't put Baines and Aiton in there together. No, it's one or the other. Yeah, Baines is. Become, You're not taking Baines off. Baines is the man. He's a starting five. Yeah, but Aiton is their future. Fuck it. In a draft where they could have taken Trey Young, they could have taken Keep Luka Baines Dondage. on the floor. Yeah, I know. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot at stake for Phoenix here. Like, mm. 
Aiton needs to be good. Like oh, he it's, does need to be good. It's kind of so, so embarrassing for them if <laughs> oh. he comes back and he can't even oust Aaron Baines for a starting spot. So on Aiton went number one, Luca went number two. Trey uh, went three. Is that right? No, Trey went six. Man. Anyway. I have to look this but, up. But they could have taken one of those no, two dudes. No, no, the Kings took... Um, was it Bagley or someone like that? And then and, oh, and then man. Luca went far out. Yeah, I mean, look, we don't even need to talk about Luca Dantich, but dude, that guy's having himself a hell of a season. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, he is. He's like in my top ten NBA players of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Phoenix. Okay. I've got him as a real deal. I've still in got, saying that, I've still it's funny because I don't think they're making the playoffs. Yeah, you don't. You don't have them as a real deal then. No, they're the real deal. Until, that it's not shit until Aiden comes back. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, let's get to the heart of the the heart of this podcast. Oh. Are the Philadelphia 76ers the real deal, or is there real concern? There's a fucking real concern, bro. Real concern. Look, Ben Simmons. I'm so disappointed. He's having a bit of a regression session. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Ben? Get your shit together, mate. Um, chemistry between him and Embiid's looking fucked. Embiid's looking slow. I think his injuries are actually catching up to him. I think we've seen Embiid's ceiling, to be honest. I think we've seen the, the height of Embiid. That's scary if we have. I think we have. I'm not yet. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I think the concerns were about their, their offense heading into the season. And yeah, there's some real concern there. Yeah. So their offense is currently 19th mm. in the league. Mm. Which is obviously below average, but it's not like it's they're the worst. Yeah. They're ahead of teams like Utah, Denver, mm. Atlanta. Mm. You wouldn't say Atlanta's offense is... Well, they've got to be top five defensively. They're 10th. 10th? Yeah. That's surprising. I would have thought they were higher. So I think that sometimes this stuff's overstated. Mm. Just in the sense that, like, are you concerned about Atlanta's offense? No. Well, Philly have a better offense than Atlanta. I'd say in that... That's one way of looking at it. You know mm. how some always say about the basketball stats is a bit like the Bible. You can kind of yeah. pick, pick a verse out and justify whatever yeah. you want. Look, the thing is, the expectation for Atlanta versus the expectation for Philly. Yeah, it was. It's basically championship or bust nearly for Philly. Yeah, like I think we probably both had them coming out of the East. Yeah, as I'm, did a lot of people. And so for me, it's like you got to look at it with that in mind. Like the real concern is that they're not at that championship level or anywhere near it at the moment. Yeah, okay. Well, I think that in Philly, some of the Philly fans, the concern goes beyond that. It mm. goes beyond that they are not a championship team this year mm-hmm. to like the fact that they've signed Tobias Harris for all that money mm-hmm. and he kind of sucks. Yeah, he's And he's a power forward. Yeah. They've signed Al Horford mm-hmm. to all that money. Mm-hmm. He's great, but he's a center and they're playing him at power forward. Mm. And they've got Ben Simmons starting a max contract next year. Mm. who's also, and I've just decided to, this is going to be my take now. I've seen enough. I think he's a power forward. I don't think Ben's a point guard. Yeah, you've been you've been preaching that, eh? Yeah, because one of the biggest reasons why Ben cops a lot of frustration. So a power forward on offense as well. like Just, yeah. I just take think, the ball out of his hands. Yeah, I just Slash. think he's a four. Well, like, look at LeBron, right? Pick and roll. LeBron is now actually playing point guard. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the Lakers, they still have a one, two, and a three next to him. So to me, he's still a power forward. It's just that he's good enough to run the actual offense and do point guardy type things. Like he can 
LeBron's great with the pick and roll ball handling. Yeah. If people go under screens, he can punish them by taking jump shots. Mm. Um, if Ben could do those things, then yeah, sure, you could sort of argue that he could play point guard. You know, I'm using inverted commas here. Mm. But even with LeBron, they play Caruso, Avery Bradley, and Danny, Danny Green. Green. So they yeah. still have two guards and a wing. Mm. Because LeBron is better at guarding fours or threes, um, and so is Ben. Ben can switch onto ones and twos, but he's best. Yeah. He's better off guarding threes and fours. Yeah, totally agree. Um, that and the, when Simmons looks best, it's when you got Al Horford at the center, and then you got three other players that are smaller than Simmons. Mm. So he's essentially playing the four. Mm. No Tobias Harris in there. No. Um, Jay Rich. You've got like yeah Richardson, Corkmaz, and someone else that can shoot. Yeah. I know Thibault. Mike Scott or something. Mike Scott. Yeah, like that's when Ben looks best, where they sort of run that sort of yeah. run and gun, almost like a mini Giannis yeah. type offense. I still think he could play a lead initiator in transition. Mm. Like he'll be able to do that no matter where he goes the rest of his career. But in terms of the half-court offense, he shouldn't be seen as a point guard. Yeah. And right now, all he does is he dribbles the ball at the floor and then he passes it off and they get into their sets. And Philly's offensive sets are ugly as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Like they've got they've got three or four guys that are all trying to back back down because they're all bigger than they're they're all big. Yeah. So they try to take advantage in the post. Not many of them can pass out of the post. Embiid especially can't pass out of the post. Mm. He's shocking. He just turn over. Yeah, so they're to me, the real concern is the roster construction, really. It's not necessarily... I still believe that Embiid can get better. Mm. He's just got to get into shape. Do you reckon they're going to make a trade? I don't know. They can't really trade Simmons this year because he's only... Oh, make- I'm not talking Simmons. I'm saying... I, th- I feel like they've got another trade up their sleeve before the TDL. It depends what they want to achieve this season. Mm. I think they're a piece away. I, I think every I team's think a piece two, away. I think they're two <laughs> pieces away. I think they're a couple of moves away. Yeah, right. I think that you'd pretty much have to trade Tobias Harris for a point guard, mm. and you'd have to either put Al Horford on the bench, or you'd have to trade Al Horford for a win. Tobias Harris and something for Bradley Beal. The only asset that would get Bradley Beal back might be Simmons, and that's even a might. Mm. Oh, no, I mean, please yeah. don't send Ben Simmons to Washington. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't have real concern long term. I've got I've got concern about Ben Simmons' trajectory at the moment. It's just really plateauing and it's upsetting. That what specifically? Because Ben's essentially the same player this the year. The same player as he, but that's the thing. He's the exact same player so as he was the first year, the second year, the third year, which see, is a good fucking player. But I'm just concerned about. We should be starting to see Ben really take off. Yes, I understand that. So really, like. In a best case scenario, I know everyone's getting up in about not taking three point shots, but I sort of, I sort of agree with them. Fucking just take a three point shot for me. <laughs> just try it. Attempt at least one. It feels like it's just, just attempt one. Attempt some corner fucking threes, man. And it feels like it's out of like a complete arrogance or like mm. it's because people are pressuring him so hard. Yeah, it's like now nah, fuck is. It's like okay, like I do what I do. My two year old at the moment, right? Mm. Sometimes I just can't get her to drink water. Mm. I drink. You need to drink some water, darling. She's like, no. So what I do is I say, you're not allowed to drink water. Give me your cup. You're not, no, you're not having it. And then as soon she's as I do that, guzzling it. she's like, no, give it here. And then she starts yeah. drinking it. It's like, he's like a two-year-old. It's like everyone's saying, <laughs> yeah. shoot, Ben, shoot. He's like, no. 
<laughs> don't shoot. Okay. Yeah, maybe we need to say, Ben. Just, you just do maybe, what you yeah. do. Don't shoot threes. You don't need that. Yeah, yeah, maybe Brett Brown will say, yeah, actually, Ben Simmons. Yeah, we're, you, pulling, we're pulling the pin on the threes. Yeah, we're you not. will never be able to shoot. Don't yeah, shoot. Don't, don't shoot. even think about shooting. Yeah. And then Mike was like, oh, fuck you. I'll show you. <laughs> we'll take 10, I'm going to show you. <laughs> yeah. Ben Simmons, two-year-old. I'm, I'm not concerned long-term for Simmons or Embiid. There's still so much time. Yeah, they both say, yeah. I think that the roster's a complete mess. We kind of uh, knew it going in. Yeah. There's still concerns about how those two fit too, I reckon. A lot of people are sort of, you know, and rightly sort of saying, well, why didn't they just keep Jimmy Butler? But I don't know if it was that simple. I think Jimmy Butler's also concerning in his own ways. Mm. Less so on the court. I think mm. off the court, Jimmy Butler's... Mm. He's the kind of guy you just don't really want in your organisation. He seems like a cunt. Yeah. Yeah, that's and that's probably putting it nicely. Yeah, I think it's interesting that him and Embiid were so buddy buddy. Yeah, and Embiid's also just he seems to have regressed as well or plateaued mm. at the very. He just looks most. he looks fucked up. His legs and oh mate, he just looks sore. He looks. There's fat. been a few times where he's like, I actually question how much he wants it. You know. Yeah. Because if he wants it, why doesn't he get in shape? I know. Seriously. People are questioning whether Simmons wants it too. I see Ben as someone that does want it. I think he wants to be great and he wants to get better. Mm. Yesterday he just refused to sub out of the game and he played the whole rest of the game and then overtime. Mm. Another thing that I've noticed that I haven't heard people talking about on Twitter or in other Sixers podcasts or anything like that is Ben seems to be playing pretty well in third quarters or up to the third quarters and then in the fourth quarter he disappears. Mm. On both ends. Yeah. But one thing that I've noticed that this year, and it's only early days, but he seems to often be in foul trouble. Mm. And he's picking up cheap fouls. Well, it's almost like the officials have sort of got it in for him a little bit a lot of the time because mm. he'll get these little pissy little fouls that he never used to get. Yeah. And then that'll all of a sudden be his third foul. Mm. And then he sort of gets the shits about it. And then, he like, like yesterday against Chris Paul... Chris Paul just got him with a rip-through move and that picked up his fifth foul. Yeah. And then Simmons just after that was defending him with his hands behind his back. Like, yeah, right. Like, well, at, it's at that point, mm. Ben should either not even be defending Chris Paul. Yeah. He should be defending in the corner or whatever. Yeah. Or just not worrying about picking up his sixth foul. Like, mm. And then Chris Paul just tore him apart because Ben couldn't touch him. He just was defending him. Just You could see it. He just didn't want a foul. That's all. Yeah. And so I think um, that didn't happen last year. And that when you look at his stats, he actually is up. That's one of the things that's actually increased is his fouls per game. Like mm. the last two seasons, he was exactly averaging 2.4 fouls per game. This season, it's 3.6 fouls per game. Yeah, wow. Bit of a jump. Yeah. And everything else is down. His assists are down. His rebounds are down. Points. His points are down, but his his attempts are down as well. His so free his, throw um, rate, his free down. throw rate is down. It's just down. I'm, I'm down, down, down. Prices are down. It's the only. I guess the only other positive is that it's just so early in the season that there's so much time for him to turn it around. Yeah, and for the whole team to figure it out and put him in better spots. Look, I think they're gonna from where they want to be and from being that top team to come out of the East. I think they're there's got a long way to go. I reckon, and they're, they're still a piece away. To me, they're not a piece away. They're two moves away. Mm. They need to get rid of two pieces and replace them with two pieces. Mm. You can't have three power forwards on your team. 
Not not traditionally, no. And Kylo Quinn's good too. I've seen a, f- a few suggestions of why don't we just trade Horford mm. for a wing and just have Kylo Quinn play the backup center. Yeah, right. Which, you know, makes sense. But the only thing is Horford's the best center to pair with Ben Simmons. Yeah. So trade Horford and Ben. I still think just I still think trade Tobias and put Horford on the bench. That's what I do. Yes, I like it. Even for just it doesn't even have to be like a star point guard, just an actual point guard. Mm. Trade him for I don't know, like the Dragon. Dragic. Maybe. Just someone that can play point ben guard. Ben Simmons and him would get along. The the best they love each other. the best would be Kyle Lowry, but the thing is at the moment the Raptors The Raptors, mate. They're still the real deal, right? They're the now. real deal. I don't even think we need to go uh, no. go there. Like the real deal is Pascal Siakam. But there, my God, there is like another world where the Raptors weren't the real deal, and Siakam didn't make this huge oh, leap. Oh, hundred percent. And then Kyle Lowry is available, and then you maybe people you can were ready trade. to move on from the Toronto Raptors. That was nice. You had your time in the sun. Yeah. Bye bye. Like, thank you. Kawhi's gone. Um, that was nice, dude. Toronto, you must respect Toronto. Yeah, they're good. They're good. Was anyone else on your real deal? My real deal. <laughs> Another one? Nice. Real deal is Andrew Wiggins and the Minnesota Timberwolves. But mostly Andrew Wiggins. The real deal, baby. You believe in him? He's the deal. best crunch time player in the league. It's, he's missing today's game for personal reasons. Yeah. I wonder what that is. I had to pull one. Pull it up. Pull it. I don't know, man. Dick. Wiggins, is, it feels like he's just come alive. Mm. It's it, for the first. It's like someone just injected some fucking life into that guy. Yeah. For the first time ever. Yeah. But it's just how long can it stay? To me, if he plays like this for the entire season, MIP. Well, I'll put him. I'll have him as a real deal. Yeah. I'm not concerned because you know we know what his sort of floor is. He right? has been concerning his whole career. There's but, been concern. But the biggest concern for him before this little, um, you know, spurt. Mm. was just that he is like a below average or average player that can get you 20 points a game on low efficiency, right? Yeah. The biggest concern is that he was being paid like a superstar. Yeah. And he's only... It's a bit like Tobias Harris, I guess. Mm. Only Tobias looks like he cares and tries. Um, But the thing with Wiggins is now he's sort of playing up to that contract somewhat. Yeah, good on him. 25.5 points, 4.8 rebounds, 3.3 assists... And he's, he's leading the team's usage rate at 27.5. And have the team got a winning record by Yes, him. they do, mate. Couldn't tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> the way that the Western Conference is looking, with Sacramento being a disappointment, mm. um, Trailblazers being a disappointment. There's really two spots that have sort of opened up. Yeah, and so far it's, it's looking like Dallas and Minnesota. Mate, but then Phoenix are also... An another one you could mention for a real concern is the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, I know, but Slow I just start. feel like they're so boring. I don't even want to talk about them. Oh, we're not talking about them. Fuck that. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're... Look, but um, what I'm saying is like, I think I had them as a lock for like a fifth or sixth seed, this, the Spurs and stuff. But yeah, there's there's a couple of... Maybe the Mavs, maybe the Timberwolves, maybe there's going to be a team sneaking, maybe the fucking Suns. Yeah. It'd be epic. At least two of those three teams, I think, are going to make the eight, which is going to be crazy. That's crazy. Who would have foreseen that at the start of the season? Who would have thought? Who would have thought, Michael? I'm going to need to rest today. I feel shared. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's good times, though. 
Yeah. I just, I just don't bounce back like I used to, though. No, we're getting older. We, we are, mate. Keep partying like that. No, we cannot. The missus is off me. <laughs> She'll be right. Uh, hopefully she just doesn't listen to this. She never does. That's good. Yeah. Well, she listened to it once. She put on for some work friends, like in the office of Bohemian Traders. <laughs> and I listened to two minutes of it. I've heard enough. Not me! Not anyone. Anyway, we hope you enjoy The Real Deal versus The Real Concern. Yeah, we're loving the NBA. We fucking love it. It's good to have it back and, you know, me and Michael are going to go watch some fucking shit right now. Um, yeah, if you've got any real concerns, let us know. Yeah, please do. I'm going to go and enjoy my fucking rest. I'm Brian James. I'm Michael Keith. We're The Fuzz. Thanks for listening.